0: Welcome to the Want Learn podcast. I'm your host, Trance Tapon. In this episode, I will be talking about why is it that airplane tickets are so expensive when you buy them at last minute? How can you avoid it? When is the optimal time to buy a plane ticket? This is a common question, and yet I've also struggled to find an answer to that. And I was reading a newsletter from my paid subscription to Scott's Cheap flights find a link in the description you can get a page subscription as well a premium subscription they give you the best most awesome deals out there for flights there's really no other site that i think compares so well to scott's cheap flights they have a great deal it's about fifty dollars a year to get a membership and you'll easily save fifty dollars It'll pay for itself if you just buy one ticket using some of the tips that they give you. You can get really incredible fares, including mistake fares, which are the best ones out there. You know, something like San Francisco to Paris for $200, things like that. They don't happen very often, but you set the departure airports that you want to go out of, and then they will just feed you fares. Even the free plan is awesome. Just sign up for the free plan. And if you tend to fly a lot or you want a lot of deals, then sign up for the premium plan. All right. So let's dive into their newsletter and see some of the the tips that they talk about. You've been meaning to buy a a plane ticket. Now it's all of a sudden two weeks away and you don't have any tickets. You keep hoping for that last minute miracle and you keep hoping that the universe will respond by giving you the deal that you want. Instead, you get higher and higher fares. Why is that? Why is it that last minute flights equals expensive flights? You might think that Prices should go down the closer you get to the flight, right? Because after all, selling a ticket for $50 is better than selling for zero, having an empty seat, right? It's kind of the same idea with hotels. I've, I've asked that question to other people on the podcast. Why is it that the Ritz-Carlton doesn't drop its fares to $50 a night when it's 11 p.m. on the last day? <laughs> Might as well, right? Sell, sell a ticket for for that price. But that's not how it works. That was a conventional wisdom for decades. But beginning in the early 1970s, airlines began realizing that people were buying last-minute flight tickets were not vacationers. The people who were doing that were business people who didn't schedule their meetings months in advance, like leisure travelers schedule vacations. And while leisure travelers care a lot about the airfare... In other words, every little dollar, you know, if all of a sudden you see, oh, that flight is $790 and the other one's $770, you're like, oh, wow, I can save 20 bucks, great, I'll I'll buy that. A business traveler doesn't care at all because the company's paying, so they'll rather pick the airline that's gonna give them the frequent flyer miles, and who cares if it costs twice as much? You know, who cares, Uh, the the company will pay. If last-minute bookings are made by business people who don't care about what it costs, therefore, the optimal strategy Pricing-wise, for airlines, isn't to slash fares. It's in fact to jack up the fares and gouge the business travelers. That makes them the most money, even if it means leaving a few seats empty. The takeaway for you and me, us leisure travelers, is do not count on last-minute or standby flights popping up. Instead, you should expect and plan that last-minute fares will skyrocket. Remember, not all last-minute flights are equal. And this is the key takeaway. If you listen to anything in this podcast, just remember this one thing. There's the Goldilocks window period of when it is most likely for cheap fares to pop up. And here's the answer. The Goldilocks period is... For domestic flights, it's between one and three months in advance. Again, if you're flying within the United States of America, you want to book a ticket anywhere between one to three months in advance. If it's more than three months in advance, it may not be optimal, so there you go. What about for international flights? There it's two to eight months in advance, so a little bit more. And in both cases, you wanna add a couple months in advance if you're trying to go on peak season. So for example, if you're trying to fly in December, then instead of one to three months in advance, you might want to do three to five months in advance for domestic. And instead of two to eight months, you're going to want to go four to 10 months in advance for international. And the other thing is not all last minute flights are the same. A flight booked one month in advance is almost certainly going to be cheaper than a flight booked one week in advance. And a flight booked one week in advance is almost always going to be cheaper than a flight booked one day in advance. So, If there's a flight that you need and you haven't booked it out and you only got a month to go, your best bet is almost certainly to purchase it ASAP if you've only got a month left. Holding out for hope that one day somehow there's going to be a last minute price drop is a sure way to wind up overpaying. Here's another important point. Budget airlines are most likely to have reasonable last minute fares. If you ever heard of an airline called Spirit Airline, it's a budget airline in the United States. And that is a place where you want to go if you have to get a last-minute flight. Why is that? Well, think back to what we were talking about earlier. Why is it that last-minute fares tend to be so pricey? It's because airlines want to gouge business travelers. But business travelers rarely fly on Spirit Airlines, nor do they fly on Frontier or other ultra-low-cost carriers. As a result, last-minute fares tend to be much, much more affordable on budget airlines because they primarily cater to leisure travelers. I hope this has been helpful. It's a short episode, but packed with information. If you want to sign up for Scott's Cheap Flights, go to the link in the description and you're going to get a good deal at that. It's going to be less than 50 bucks a year. Definitely going to pay for it if you fly just once using their service and you might save a whole lot more. I use it all the time. And I think it's, they're fabulous. And you can also forward the emails to your friends. If all of a sudden you see a great deal for somebody you know, send them the, the tip that you get on the email. Great way to make your friends happy. This is Francis Stapon, encouraging you to wander and learn. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F. That's my first initial and my last name. F. is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.